On the outside, everything was fine. So it started to create a bit of conflict because inside I wasn't feeling completely myself. Hello and welcome to the Life Outside the Lines podcast, where together we explore fresh perspectives on life, work, relationships, and social change, inspiring your personal and collective rebellion and vibrant life outside the lines. I'm your host, Tamsin Wiley. Now, let's dive in. Joining me on the show today is Alessia Gandolfo. Alessia is an international career and mindset coach for sensitive and ambitious millennial women who want a job they truly love. She's the creator of the Inspired Career Framework that she uses to guide amazing women to take the leap to the career of their dreams, which can look like moving vertically in their current industry, changing career direction, or becoming their own bosses. You can find her connecting deeply in one-on-one work, sharing tips and stories on Instagram, writing blog posts on career change, and in her free time, laughing and being silly with friends, having trips to nature and dancing in the kitchen. Before we begin our conversation today, I would like to pay my respects to the Turrbal and Yagara peoples, whose land I create this podcast on, and acknowledge the unceded territory on which I live, work, and play, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Now, here's Alessia. Hi, Alessia, and welcome to the Life Outside the Lines podcast. I'm so excited to have you joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. There's lots of different things that I'd love to speak to you about today, centering around mainly the topic of career change and transition, because you are a career and mindset coach. And I feel like when people are trying to craft a life outside the lines or on their own terms, sometimes career transition is one of the things that comes up. And it's a topic that I think we don't learn enough about in the wider world. It's kind of assumed sometimes that you find a job and then you'll do that thing until you retire. Now, I know that hasn't been the case for you personally either, and you haven't always worked as a career and mindset coach. Would you please start by sharing a little bit about your own personal career journey with us? Yeah, of course, of course. And I love your point of view as you say that It's not something that is expected from us, so we don't learn about it. And when we find ourselves in that situation, it's very uncomfortable. So in my own case, I was basically studying business uh, first in Italy because I'm Italian. And then I came to France to continue my studies here. And, And I would say that already during the second part of my studies, Uh, I started to feel like something was off, like I was having on paper everything that I should have had because I was studying in a great school. I was was doing work experience and um, I was having really good feedback as well. And um, on the outside, everything was fine. So it started to create a bit of conflict because inside I wasn't feeling completely myself and fully expressed. And so I remember it was during a particular experience that uh, I had chosen because of a lot of rational decisions. Uh, so I was um, taking on this job that was apparently very aligned with my 
direction because it was in marketing. As I was studying marketing, it was in consumer goods, which is what I was specializing on. And I just realized that it wasn't me at all. Like I wasn't at all at the right place. And I just didn't feel very alive. And like I could express myself. I felt like I was using maybe 10% of who I was in that particular situation and all the other 90% wasn't expressed. And it just felt uncomfortable. And I started to ask myself questions like, what's wrong with me? Why I'm not happy where I am? I have what other people would love to have. My career seemed to be uh, you know, starting in the right way. and uh, But I just wasn't feeling like if I imagine myself being at the place of my boss or, or the boss of my boss, I really didn't want to be at their place. And it was a whole lifestyle thing. It wasn't just the career itself. So what happened is that I hired a coach. It was the first time that I heard about uh, having a coach, about this old world. And I was about 24 years old, so I was pretty young. But I just really connected deeper to myself. And looking inside, I asked, okay, what would I, as a 24-year-old woman, young woman, where would I like to be right now? And the first thing that came to mind was an image on me on a beach, wearing a very bright, colorful dress, just smiling and feeling vibrant and alive and taking care of my health better. And uh, and all of these things weren't what, what I was living in that moment and weren't uh, a possibility in the future if I was keeping on living in the same way. And um, it just really stuck with me, the fact that yeah, I was like far from where I wanted to be internally and that that external career and that direction wasn't taking me there anytime soon. So I was feeling off and uh, a little bit sad of like, what can I do? You know, how can I feel more of myself? And that was the beginning of a transition that took a few years, honestly, because first I need, I, I had to make peace with myself that maybe what I was doing working in a in a company um, wasn't the right fit for me so that really took a long time to accept because that was I what I had studied for the previous basically five six years and um, and after that acceptance I think the second part was really making that acceptable to my family and to my friends and started to declare it uh, out in the world. And so it took a few years and I went from doing my master's and working in, in marketing to basically doing my yoga teacher training at the beginning, which was a little bit the bridge to get off of the beaten path and uh, and doing my coaching training and then start coaching people which really really felt so aligned for me and like it was the combination of all the things I wanted and uh, and this when I really started to do it for real was about four and a half years ago so now I I do feel completely on purpose and 
And I feel like whatever I'm going to do, I will always stay aligned to my truth, which wasn't something that was familiar before and that I thought it was possible before. So yeah, that's a little bit what happened. There are a lot of other details in the story, but overall, yeah, that was the path I took and uh, there were quite a lot of challenges and a lot of self-doubt and a lot of guilt as well because I thought that I, I was very lucky and I had to be happy with what I had already. So the thought of questioning that wasn't, uh, wasn't easy for sure, but uh, I'm so happy I did it. It was the best decision of my life. So after that, it became almost natural to coach people on the same uh, on the same topic on the same situation and um, and especially women thank you thanks so much for sharing that um, part of your story with us there's quite a few things that I'd like to unpack from what you said but one of them that strikes me is you mentioned a few times think you were thinking about um, you know what you had so from the outside you had all the things you were meant to have but then you didn't feel alive or you didn't feel vibrant and on purpose. And it makes me think if maybe we're asking the wrong question about our careers as a society, of course, noting that there is obviously an economic need. And if people are in a position to be choosing their career, that is a position of privilege, which you also recognized. And I would like to recognize that too. But in those circumstances, like often we think, well, I'll just do something that I'm kind of that I'm good at or I like enough or that I know because it's something one of my family members or friends did. I don't think, for example, when I was in my final year of school and we were needing to choose a uni course, that there was ever a conversation about how, well, how do you want to feel in your life? Do you think it is an important question to ask when we're thinking about what career choices we want? Oh my God, yes. I wish someone had asked me that question. And I totally agree that out of school, there is absolutely no questioning. There is more, at least in my case, there was more the worry of choosing something that would give you a job, uh, a stable job. And I remember back then, I think what I really wanted to do back then was something like journalism, or I always loved writing a lot. But that was out of question because you don't get a real job out of that. It's really hard. So um yeah, I had to consider something that was, you know, a prospective success for the future. So business school was uh, uh, was definitely more reasonable for me. And it was also something I liked uh, from other aspects. The fact that I could be international, go abroad, be in contact with other people. Um, and basically business you can apply to anything so it was keeping my doors pretty open without having to choose something super specific at first so that, that was helpful but yeah no one asked me how do you want to feel in your life or or even like what you are really passionate about because I feel that that was something that what I chose was something that I could be good at and uh, yeah it was kind of connected with what I was studying it just made sense and um as you say, that was it, basically. No one ever questioned that. And um, yeah, that's what I did. I didn't question it myself, even if I'm a pretty, I think, intuitive and sensitive person. 
I didn't know that I could ask that question. You know, I didn't know that I could consider what I really wanted my life to look like. And I didn't know that I had that possibility. You know, that was a door that was open after in life or later in life when I chose to. But uh, at first it wasn't an option for sure. And I wouldn't say that it was because I was forced by my family or anything. They were let, you know, letting me pretty free to choose whatever I wanted. But but they were, you know, in an unconscious way, they were definitely making clear that some career choices weren't clever to make. And uh, and I really remember one moment, I think it was the beginning of business school. My first year, I I had, it was pretty tough. It was really intense. I There was a lot of math, which I didn't study so much previously. And uh, and I remember I was so focused on doing well and just doing well in my exams and uh, and keep on going that I remember thinking like, why why do creative jobs even exist? Why do art even exist? I don't see any point of that. You know, it's, it's really not something that makes sense for me. And it's crazy because that's the opposite of who I am, basically. Like I... Now I fully believe in these things and how vital they are. But I think I was like so going so deep into that rational part that I was like, this doesn't even make sense. You know, why people would do this kind of careers or so. Yeah, it just shows how much we can go far from our truth and and just really being deep in what we are doing, whatever it is. Um and losing ourselves a little bit. You mentioned this approach of intuitive decision-making versus rational decisions a few times in your answers so far, and I'd really like to hear from you a little bit more about what you mean and what the differences are between those two things, and traditionally a more rational decision-making model has been applied to career choices as seen as a safe option. So if you could go into a little bit about what you believe the role of the intuitive process is in finding a career that is uh, fully aligned with who we are and that allows us to do the work in the world that we care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So intuitive process is really part of the framework that I use also with clients. and, And basically, it's kind of difficult to put in place so the the meaning is that when you choose uh, an intuitive process over a rational one it's definitely a less linear path because what it means is that you're listening to that soft whisper to that inner voice that tells you step by step what is the next step to take and a lot of time it doesn't make sense rationally and it can take you on a uh, on a detour and going through different layers and through different experiences that sometimes have nothing to do with your career, but that will allow you to have the knowledge and uh, the kind of life experience that you need to take the following step. So it's really about spending some time connecting with yourself, tuning in, and really listening and trusting to that voice. And in my case, I think that that. Uh, the voice of intuition, so this whisper that comes, I would say, more from your gut feeling than from your mind, uh, has always been pretty loud for me, but I didn't trust it or I didn't really listen to it 
for a long time. So uh, I knew when something was off after maybe taking a decision, uh, going for an experience, I knew that it wasn't right for me. But the fact of actually acting on it was much harder because it meant trusting something that wasn't uh, external, wasn't externally approved. And I've always been quite a people pleaser and someone that really listens to the authority or older people and my teachers, my professors. So the fact of trusting myself and trusting that voice over what anyone else was saying was really an act of courage for me, even if it was pretty loud, since I can remember, it's always been pretty clear. And if I think back, I can think of moments in which I wanted to try something out or do something for my creativity. And the voice was pretty clear, but I just didn't follow up on it because I thought that, oh, this is silly or what would other people think of me and et cetera, et cetera. So, So yeah, and the rationale, of course, comes from your mind uh, it weights the pros and cons. It is definitely a more loud and um, mm, what can we say? It's 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 more it's a more com- complicated uh, discussion in your head. While the intuition, it's simple, it's straightforward, and it really tells you, okay, do that, travel to this place, uh, or even in a small way, you know, like eat this today or go for a walk and. And it doesn't question anything. It's very simple and uh, and it's not very loud. So you definitely need to have that connection with yourself to listen to it and understand what it's saying. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope that answer your question. Yeah, thank you. And what changed for you when you did start trusting that intuition more? I would say like everything changed because... When I started to listen to that intuition, I started to create confidence in myself that that voice meant something, that it mattered, and that it was maybe more important than what anyone, anybody else was saying. So what changed is that I started to take actions that were aligned with that voice and with that truth, and uh, and that felt good. It really felt expansive. It really felt like I was growing and evolving and uh, uh, becoming more of who I wanted to be. While before I was, I would say I was, I was a bit stuck in a loop. I was going through the same pattern over and over again. And part of my pattern was actually moving. I was like moving apartments a lot. I was moving countries. I was moving cities. And because I thought that going to the next place would give me the perfect circumstances to be happy, so I thought that, oh, maybe I should, you know, apply to this thing and go there. And there I will find the perfect people that will be a fit to my needs and to who I am. And, you know, it was a lot more external because I thought that I had to control all, all these external events. While uh, when I started to take responsibility of my choices, then I realized that it was more an internal reaction. And uh, and for that, I needed to follow this intuition and to and to take choices that were necessarily understandable from the outside. So that brought a lot of growth into challenging the status quo, challenging uh, what my loved ones thought was better for me, 
So it, it definitely brought a lot of conflict on the outside, a lot of um, uncertainty and questioning, but it just felt good on the inside. And the more you do that little steps, the more you are you get confident and you trust it and the easier it gets. So now I wouldn't question my intuition. Maybe I wouldn't act on it straight away because of different reasons, but I would know that that's my truth and that's what it, what it will make me grow. While before I didn't have that, I would say that process in, in place. So, so the hard part, the hard thing that I see in people is definitely that to follow that intuitive process, it means sometimes being seen a little as a weird person doing things that are not so clear from the outside and having to build that strength inside first. And it's, it can take time. That's one other thing that I want to say. It's not... Sometimes the, the messages are straightforward, but before we find the courage to act on them, it can definitely take some time. So it's not linear and it's according to your own processing and your own timing, which no one else can know. And uh, so this definitely goes against some of the job rules of like, okay, you choose that, you apply to that, you start working, you keep on doing that for a certain amount of time. Everything is very immediate. There is no gap. While in the reality is that when you are living that, there are definitely empty spaces. There are definitely moments in which you do nothing, but there is a process going on inside. And so it's not so quick and linear as we would like it to be. And we are used to things being so, yeah, so linear and so... Um, simple to explain mm. and I think there can be a fear too because of this linear perception that we have of career you know the idea is that you start at the bottom and you work your way up um, hierarchically and also in terms of the amount of responsibility and the amount of money that you make that uh, sometimes people have said to me you know I know I'm not happy doing what I'm doing but I don't want to start at the bottom again um, uh, there's like a sense of you'd be going back to zero and and that that's something that um, would be seen as a failing in some way. What would you say if somebody said to you that they, they weren't happy with doing what they were doing but they'd reached a certain point and they don't want to start from zero again? Yeah, that's a great question and definitely I, I had this question before and I would say that it really depends on you and what are your priorities in that moment and, you know, we are, when you're an adult and you have responsibilities, it totally makes sense to, you know, consider, okay, if I make this change, I may lose money. I can, I may go to a lower salary, or as you say, I may start from zero in another sector. So in that, in that case, it would be really asking yourself, would I be okay with that? So would I be uh, fine making that decision if it means getting something out of it that is very important to me so if it means you know going into a different sector or an area that really excites me and lights me up and then I'm willing to make that sacrifice for a while uh, before I can grow back to the same salary or I can grow back to that sense of security that you you had before 
And, you know, some people say, yes, it's totally worth it. I'm going for it. And for other people, they would say, no, it's not. Like, I I, I already made a lot of sacrifices. And, and um, you know, it, being where I am now meant a lot of things, a lot of maybe money spent in education, a lot of uh, time and effort invested. So in that case, it would mean maybe find a compromise, find something that is closer to you and that allows you to spend more time cultivating your passion and doing something you love and and even just taking more space for yourself and less time with that energy and in that kind of job so that you can build a plan B and uh, and start doing more and more of that. So it can be a gradual change according to what your priorities are and and you know what you feel comfortable with because I can definitely think of a client that she had done like big studies, spent quite a lot of money in her education, also abroad, and she was like, I don't want to give it all up for to make this change. And uh, first of all, in a way, I don't think you ever give something up because all your experience is there and it's part of you. And uh, and I sometimes I don't like when they say, oh, why are you reconverting to another job? I, I always say like I'm evolving. <laughs> I'm not sweet you know I always see it as an evolution because what you have built before is still there it's not lost Uh, but on a practical sense uh, with that client she had to yes stay a bit longer in the job and then find something that was a bit of a compromise knowing that maybe that wasn't the last step for her that would have been maybe an intermediate step but it felt more comfortable because it gave her yeah that security that financial stability she needed and as long as you're conscious of it I think it's completely fine the thing that I wouldn't recommend is jumping into another thing expecting it to be the thing and expecting it to be perfect and then getting disappointed at it so doing that consciousness work at first and knowing that okay I perfectly know that this may not be the last step for me that this is just an intermediary thing and that I may get something out of it but not my own fulfillment and that's fine with me because you know it's a compromise and I'm getting something else out of it and then maybe I will make that step in a few years when I feel that I can do it I feel more ready so yeah I would say it depends on the person as long as it's a conscious choice that's what makes you feel free that's what makes you feel like you're in charge you know when you know that you are making the choice and you are not just a victim of the circumstances. And um, and if I can add something on that, on that, is that sometimes we really expect the job and the career to fulfill all our needs and to give us so many different things. And honestly, that's just not possible. It's like asking to your boyfriend to be also your best friend and to be also your cook and your driver and you know all of it. it's just one person one thing cannot fulfill all of your needs so there must be that that awareness present that even if it's a great job that you would love in so many ways there are still things that are not ideal and they're not perfect so are you willing to uh to make that exchange and um, to know that it will never be completely 
answering all that you need and that's fine and that's why you need other things in your life as well to to fulfill you in different ways so yeah that's something that I feel sometimes we lose the vision of and we think of okay if I do if I live my purpose and my passion then it's 100% always uh, you know roses and flowers and everything is great it is not it's there is always something that you're willing to give up or compromise and that's that's totally fine yeah I think that's a really important point and I also think the point that you made around the career change and transition being able to be gradual is something that we need to hear because often um I know I'll read, say, an article in a magazine about somebody who went from doing one thing and it seemed like overnight they then had, you know, a million-dollar business. And that expectation, I think, then can lead people to feeling a sense of failure if they do try and change their career and it doesn't go, it's not this quick and immediate thing where you suddenly have wild success and you're entirely fulfilled. And I feel like debunking that, that, um, and I'm, you know, for some people that might happen, but in my experience, I feel like that's the minority and it's usually a bit of a messier process than that. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a lot of challenges that come up along the way and it doesn't, it's not definitely not a reason not to do it, but I think it allows us to feel like we're not failing, understanding that there is a transition period, which could be messy and painful and you're giving up identities as well as, um, you know, the tasks of the job. And I also think it's really important to share that message that you just did around not expecting a job to be the answer to everything and to suddenly make us feel that if we just get to that job, then everything will be perfect and I'll be fully fulfilled and fully expressed. Because I think that's a bit of a trap too, because then once you get that and you find out it's not what you expected, you're almost back to square one again. Mm-hmm. 100% I completely agree and uh, that's such that could be really a pity too because then we maybe give it up too early and uh, and sometimes there can be some small uh, changes and some small evolutions that we can have at that point to make it better and to make it closer and closer to what we want it to be so yeah I would say that that's completely true it's it cannot answer to all your needs. And at the same time, yeah, it can get closer if you have the patience to spend time with that job, with that career. And uh, and um, yeah, sometimes tweak it a little bit so it feels better for you. And also related to what you said before, it is a gradual process. And, and I would say that in the cases in which it seems like it's an overnight success and maybe someone... Uh, become an entrepreneur and create something really quickly, I would say that it usually means that there was a long process before that maybe was more an internal process and maybe that person was still stuck in a previous job, in a previous situation for longer. So there was something going on inside in which it's like she had time to define the details about that future self and that future job. Um, over time and then in the moment in which she actually changed job and quit everything was ready to boom and to just get started and to just uh, become really really uh, clear and defined compared to 
I would say most people for whom it's a more gradual process because maybe you take the first step and then you you have some doubts and fears and you have to overcome them to go to the following step. And again, it's not linear. So in my case, I would say because I, the moment in which I decided to make a change, I was pretty young. I was also very naive and very, yeah, I would say that I really didn't think it through. <laughs> I didn't think about all the aspects of it. I didn't think about the financials. I didn't think about um what I was comfortable with, what I was able to do. So I feel like it did take a long time for me to get comfortable and really own where I was and what I wanted to create because I needed to go through some steps and maybe some people that, you know, make the decision later they have already worked on some of the aspects, the elements that they will need in that future job. So when they they step into it, they are just fully there and they are so ready to make it a success, you know? So, yeah, I would say that when it's, it, it looks like an overnight success from the outside, there was definitely something happening inside for a long time uh, for it to look so immediate and so, such a success in that moment. So, yeah, it's definitely gradual, I would say, most of the times because because there are a lot of doubts and fears and things that, things that we cannot do. And I, I would say even being comfortable for me to speak on a podcast or to make a video or to do things that are normal in the online world took pretty long because when I started out, I was so young and I knew nothing about it and and I had a lot of insecurities and fears. So it was definitely more gradual than someone that maybe did that as a part of their job and then switched to something they loved and they just, you know, they were already comfortable with that. So, so yeah, it's definitely a personal, it's your personal process and path and there is really no judgment into how long you get there. And when someone comes to me and they're like, oh, I'm too old to do it or um, yeah, I feel like I wasted so much time. I'm always saying, no, 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 you didn't. Like all you did so far prepared you for that. So there is no waste of time. And I'm sure you're going to be maybe successful faster than someone that started really young because you already went through so much in your life and you learned so much. So yeah, absolutely no judgment about the timing of your own process. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I just wrote as... You answered a question I was going to ask you before you even before I even asked it. I was just writing while you spoke, and I said, "Is it ever too late?" Was the question I was going to ask you. So, because um, I think that's something that sometimes we feel, you know, maybe when we're young, there's more of a sense of, "Well, if I give it a go and it doesn't work out, I've still got time." And typically, we probably have less financial responsibilities when we're younger, so it's um there can be a bit of a sense of, well, I'm kind of past the point of being able to change now once we're maybe in our late 30s, or I think it's different for everyone. I think everyone has a Mm -hmm. point in their mind where they think it's too late. Um, But you're saying that you you don't agree with that. No, yeah, I would definitely say no, because as I mentioned, the fact that you are maybe making that change in your late 30s or whatever age feels late for you, uh, it's meant to be like that. And uh, it's meant to be at that point because you had you have learned something, you have 
gone through certain experiences that prepared you for that and that you're probably going to be faster at implementing them than someone much younger. So that's that's something that I see from the outside and, and it totally makes sense for me. And uh, um, so, yeah, I would say it's a normal fear to have. We all have it uh in one aspect or another like is it too late or am i too much of this or that uh for me like honestly at first was like am i too young maybe should i be in a job for the next 10 years and really get uh really good at that and having that legitimacy first before jumping into what i want to do or should i do it now and in my case was after even also talking with some people uh, they were like, no way, if you feel it now, just do it now and you learn along the way and that's what happens. So so I think in both cases, there are pros and cons and there is no wrong or right in, in anything if it feels like your path and your process. So it's definitely never too late because probably when you start doing it, you are on it, you are ready, you you have been preparing all your life for it. So so it will happen probably very quickly. And what about for people who are in the circumstances where they are unhappy in their current either job or field, but they don't know what they want to to do? So I had a conversation with a friend recently and she said, oh, you know, I'm kind of overdoing what I'm doing, but I just don't know what I want to do as an alternative. And she said, I feel like if I did, then I could plan to move towards it. But being in that place of actually not knowing is tricky, right? Because mm-hmm. how do you figure it out? Um, how, how do you go from just knowing that you're unhappy to coming up with an alternative? Mm, I love this question so much because it feels, yeah, I can totally feel what you're, what you're meaning. And, and it is tricky. It is tricky because you are stuck in a space in which you don't want to be, but you also don't know what else to do, what what is the alternative and it can feel very stagnant and very uh very sticky to be in that space but i would say that is actually a great space to be because you have time to dive deeper into who you are and the kind of work i would do in that case is to explore different things that i usually work with my clients for example that allow you to understand a few elements that can help you do that so um, to give you a little bit of a roadmap or a process in that case I would definitely dive deeper into your values so what's important for you uh, to really figure out which kind of uh, priorities and lifestyle elements are essential for you in the change so if you're a very for for example if family is the first thing for you that will determine the change that you will make. Or if living in a certain place is really important for you, that will also impact your choices. So your values are really who you are, your boundaries, and this is so important to know. I would also look at your why, which is so, so important. And and with the why, I mean your deeper motivation in life. So even if you don't know what you would do as an alternative job, if you dive deeper, you know what's important for you and what you would change in the world. So if you have to look at really what motivates you more than anything else in the world, 
you would probably come up with some causes and with some things that are really, really important for you. And that will be your direction to take and direction to go uh, afterwards. And um, even if it feels a bit abstract at first, it's just a way to say, okay, I know that for me, for example, like for me personally, like women empowerment and also young women education is maybe the thing that matters the most to me. So that kind of give me a general direction. And then the how, which is what we mostly worry about. So, you know, we always ask ourselves the question, what should I do? You know, the what? It's, it's actually less important. And, and in a way, it can change and evolve over time. So um, to give you like a little bit of a metaphor in, in, in the way in which I would build that situation is that, okay, you have maybe a general direction that you like and that you know is going to drive your motivation over time. Then you have your intuition, which is basically your GPS. So it's what gives you um, the nudges when you have to turn left and right and go straight. So it will tell you, okay, maybe try this and that. This is the role of your intuition. And then the how, so what you do is really what lights you up in that moment. What makes you feel passionate in that moment even if it seems a bit unrelated from a career or for a job, uh, it's really worth it to explore that and experiment with what lights you up. And, and that will define the tool that you use, which is how you will express that motivation, that bigger why. So if, if we see it through that metaphor, we can think, okay, my how the tool can be a car, a bike, maybe I decide to take a boat. And uh, they all they are all going in the same direction. They are all taking me closer to my bigger why, but they allow me to experiment with different things and to learn something I need to learn in that moment. So in career terms, it means that maybe, yeah, my bigger why, it's, uh, I want to help women in education or I want to help millennial women to live their life fully for example and the how is okay now I'm doing it through coaching in my case but maybe later on I will do that through speaking or through some projects that means something to me and I'm not really attached to that how to that tool that I use I'm completely fine if in one year I will not use that tool anymore because maybe I'm tired of it or I feel like something is calling me more and, and I will use that to express basically the same why, but just in a different way. So I like to build this kind of tools and this mindset for people because it allows you to see that actually the what, which is what we really, really focus on so much in life, is not as important as these other elements, your why, your values, and that the tool you use can actually change and evolve over time as long as it feels good, as long as, as it feels aligned to you, that's totally fine. So for someone in that situation, I would say uh, experiment with these different tools. So maybe you do something outside of your work which really lights you up and really makes you happy and that can turn into a career or can learn you something to take the next step. 
and uh, knowing that there is no real attachment to, to these tools. You know, it's always you. It's always you expressing yourself in different ways. And then if it's something that really stuck with you and you love it and you're like, you know what, I would really see myself doing that for a longer period of time and uh, it feels sustainable for me, then that can totally become a career and maybe it means training in something or opening a, you know, a business and starting something out. And then in that case, you start to build that and develop it. But yeah, I would say the most important message in that case is to define, connect with yourself, define these more personal elements, which are key for you. Define your why. And then for the tool, you will find the right tool that allows you to, to, to start a plan B from the, the place you're in. And, uh, and then you can develop that and maybe make it a job. And by knowing that that's not the end of the world if you get it wrong, or that's not the end of the world is if it's something that lasts for maybe one year and two, and then you change it again. Because I really think that you're just defining the tool, your tool more and more over time. It just becomes more and more defined, but it starts with something that basically lights you up and give you the fuel to uh, to keep on going in that moment. So yeah, that's my mm. long, <laughs> very long answer, <laughs> but, but that's the, the process that I would go to, through in that case. I think it's a really important reframe because in a way, asking the question, what should I do? It sounds like it's almost asking the wrong question because what we're saying is trying to jump to the tool because that's the way, you know, mm -hmm. we're kind of conditioned to think because the job is the most sort of obvious thing. Um, but you can't really choose the tool until you know what you're trying to build with it, like it, it, using the metaphor of an actual tool. It's for mm -hmm. a purpose. The tool itself is to achieve something else. It's not the end in itself. So, And you may try different tools to see which one works or you enjoy using the most to get the result that you desire. So that tapping into the why, and I think even that can take some digging um, mm -hmm. and also can, um, you know, grow and morph and evolve in different ways. But I feel like that's a really helpful reframe. And you've spoken a few times um, about being fully expressed and also use the word purpose. And I feel like um, through what you've said, you're not describing a job as a purpose it's something different to that um would you just be able to go into a little bit what you what you mean when you say fully expressed and when you use the term purpose because I think that a lot of people think finding their purpose means finding the right job um mm -hmm. and and being fully expressed at work is not a phrase that I've sort of heard used very much and why is it that important Mm, I love that because it was exactly what my mind was going to afterwards because um, I think that, uh, as you say, first of all, purpose is not necessarily your job. And for some people, it feels like a huge pressure because they want to figure out the job. But maybe also for some people, their purpose can be expressed through their family or through their being a mom or through other things in their lives which matter more than the job. So I just wanted to validate and just um, 
yeah, give the permission to people to express it also in ways which are not career related and they are not a job. And with fully express, what I really mean is that you are really basically taking out of yourself whatever wants to, all the messages that you want to share into the world that matter to you. And uh, it basically means being creative, create something that comes from yourself. And that is one of the biggest pleasures in life and something that makes makes, makes you feel so good when you can create something out of your thoughts, of your ideas, of your feelings. And that's also why now I, I um, consider so highly also an artistic uh, endeavor or, uh, you know, a creative job because it's really the idea of, uh, you know, I birth something into the world, I create something and there is a huge satisfaction that comes from that. So yeah, fully express means being able to dig inside of yourself and know which message you want to take out and express and um, that can come as we said through different tools so uh, it's definitely connected to your why because your bigger why will drive that passion and drive that uh, your own way of um, creating and your way of speaking with the word whether it's through words or through uh, if you are a tech person, maybe it's through an algorithm or through technology or through uh, cooking or whatever. It's it's the the tool that you use that allows you to basically yeah, express it in the best way. That allows you to um, feel the most real to you, you know, the most authentic to you. And and yeah, the purpose for me is definitely something that is well beyond the job. So the job can be a, a mean that we use to do it. And it can be the mean that we, we like the most. Like for me personally, I feel that uh, my purpose is expressed through my career the most, more than other aspects of my life. But that's just my personal case. And, and that's where I feel the most expressed because... I take what's in my soul and I take it out into the world in these ways. And it's meaningful for me. So yeah, purpose is definitely basically a combination of the things that I mentioned before. I think it's it's exactly a combination of values, what lights you up and the tool that you use to do it. So um, when you have these things together, then you're going to feel on purpose. So you're going to feel like, what you do is meaningful and it, it means something to you. And and honestly, when something means uh, lights you up and makes you feel alive, it will also affect other people. So sometimes I hear people saying like, oh yeah, this makes me excited. That makes me uh, feel good, but I don't know how to use it, you know, to impact others or help others. And And I would say that's automatic. When you shine, other people will benefit from that. So you definitely want to tune into what the words needs, you know, as well. But but I would say it happens automatically when you're just shining. You are helping people. And sometimes it's in ways that you wouldn't expect or it's easier than you think. Like 
when someone tells you, oh, that inspired me. And you're like, really? Like, I did nothing. I was just doing my thing. And and then it's inspiring someone else to do the same and to express themselves. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it's surprising and easier than you think. Thank you. If you could describe how living outside the lines feels to you in either a few words or a short sentence, what would you say? So I would say that living outside the lines for me means being aligned with your intuition, following your intuition, because when you do that, you inevitably live a little bit outside the lines and you live life on your own terms. And we are all different. So that will be a really unique process to you. So yeah, that's that's what it means for me. When you are true to yourself, basically. And how does it feel when you're living like that? It feels amazing. It feels amazing because it feels like your energy and your body and your mind are all centered in the same spot. And, and it just feels like, yeah, the best thing you can do to yourself and to others, like the biggest gift mm. that you can give yourself and others. Beautiful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up the conversation? Uh, I would just say, uh, just do it. Like, don't overcomplicate things. If you feel called to uh, something different than what you're doing, to a purpose that feels different, don't judge it. Don't feel guilty about it, but just trust yourself and, and just do it. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today, Alessia. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your experiences and your insights with us today. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. I had so much fun. You can find Alessia on Instagram at Alessia Gandolfo Coaching or via her website, alessiagandolfo.com. If you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Curious to learn more about creating your own life outside the lines? Get your free guide at the link in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep living outside the lines.